presented by Baseline Times Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Views from the Baseline. I am your host, Shaval Kanhai. Uh, today, I'm bringing you guys a new show here from Baseline Times Media. I'm very excited about this one. Uh, this is something that I've dreamt of, you know, of doing in life, and I've really wanted to bring to the brand here. And today, I'm joined by two guests. We'll go ahead and introduce them here in just a second uh, from the Baseline Times Media crew. Uh, but with all that's happening here in the global aspect or just in the United States of America recently, uh, we want to be able to share our opinions on certain things uh, like protests and sports, uh, the politics, uh, debate, you know, the Kawhi versus KD, the Jordan versus LeBron. Uh, is the NFL doing the right things uh, to protect players? I mean, there's so many different topics and we want to have an open format uh, for you guys to hear us, not just talk stats, numbers, history in the NBA. Uh, so th these are some of the topics that we'll bring on this show. I'm, I'm definitely excited here. Uh, so without further ado here, I just want to go ahead and introduce my two guests that will be joining us today. Uh, first and foremost, we have Marcus Murden. Uh, you may have heard Marcus on our wrestling podcast. He also is leading that side out and on our NBA side. Marcus, how you been, man? How's it going? Yo, man, everything's good. Everything's good. The numbers, numbers are there. Podcast is up. I mean, I can't hate. I'm having a good time right now. It's Aaron Judge is still hitting home years. runs. Aaron Judge just spanked one out the park. Let's go, <laughs> yo! All right. I and, mean, the Knicks are still bad, but I mean, I can live life. All right, all right. That's enough Yankees <laughs> talk. Uh, but I'm sure there'll be more Yankees <laughs> talk here in a second. Uh, I want to go ahead and reintroduce. Yeah, series, I want to go ahead and reintroduce one of our exciting members of this team, passionate members of the team, and welcome him back on our show, Mr. Demario Jackson. Demario, how's it going, bro? Yo, yo, what up? Yeah, Aaron Judge just hit number uh, 37, I believe, out the mm -hmm. park. RBI number 80. Hopefully he gets that swing back. Hello, hello. Uh, man, I feel like I've been gone for, like, literally forever. For, you know, a long time. You know, it's since I... I know. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's been a... Uh, <laughs> been an interesting summer for me <laughs> it's been uh you know it's been interesting but uh yeah man I mean I'm I'm back to you know the sports talk I've been out of the loop like no other man I've been trying to catch up these last couple of days like you know I see the Ezekiel Elliott you know I see a lot of the uh you know Katie uh you know Kawhi talk you know, I'm extremely happy about that. Actually, I tagged Marcus in that and I actually Chevy and Marcus in that the other day and I was like yo can we talk about this like can we please Please, please talk about it. And um, yeah, man, I'm excited to be back. Um, still, you know, standing for LeBron. Still sad that Derek Jeter <laughs> retired. But I'm really happy that hopefully my boy Judge has a swing back and we could um, get some pitching and just go into the, you know, into the dog days of the summer and try to get that number 28. Yep. For sure, for Preach. sure. Well, I appreciate you guys joining me on this uh, inaugural episode. Uh, you know, we definitely want to be able to give an open-minded uh output here and outreach not just focus on just one particular sport in each podcast we realize that not all of you are fans of the nba the nfl um baseball and uh it's sharing our opinions i mean there's so much that goes on and you know one of my passions is definitely uniting everybody uh being able to respect everybody's opinions but you know bring it let's bring it in an open forum let's talk we have our, our rights to exercise our freedom of speech let's kind of you know keep it that way and You'll hear a lot of interest in the base. I'm definitely excited about this Kawhi versus KD debate. We'll have that here and towards the middle of the show. Uh, we'll get into the whole Ezekiel Elliott six-game suspension from the NFL, which he's currently appealing um, as well. 
Uh, and then we'll have a small conversation on politics and, and athletes. You know, uh, LeBron James recently speaking out um, against the recent happenings in Virginia, uh, the NFL protests. Uh, so if you guys are interested in those topics, definitely stick around here towards the bottom of the show. Uh, but first and foremost, um, Ezekiel Elliott, guys, suspended six games uh, due to some of the recent yep. happenings with him here. And, uh, you know, first, it's, he's, he's gone through a couple of different scenarios here, which I'll get into. And, you know, ultimately is accused of sexual assault or domestic violence. Uh, there's pictures of, of bruises on, on, on a female's arm. Um, first and foremost, Damar, how do you feel about the suspension? Six games, too steep? Is it something that, you know, is right, being that he wasn't accused yet of any kind of sexual assault? Uh, you know what? For me, based off my current situation <laughs> and, and everything, <laughs> I mean, first and foremost, I'm a Giant fan. Fuck everything about Dallas, right? Word. Like, I don't like Dallas Word. at all. Like, at all. It's my Agreed. second... <laughs> It's my second most hated sports team behind the Red Sox, right? Red Sox. Straight up. With saying that, this is this is harsh. I mean, it, it just Roger Goodell is a weird guy because I feel like I don't know. I just wish that like there was some type of consistency with these like fines and these suspensions and all this kind of stuff. It's like the courts and everything, they didn't find, you know, anything, but like this guy is now saying six games and there's been, you know, footage and stuff saying that the accuser was talking about, you know, that she was like leveraging videos and stuff for like money. And I mean, there's, there's so many questions and so many things that we don't know. Like, for instance, I just told the press today, I spoke with ET Canada and I told them that next time you guys only have 15% of the story, don't report on it. Just wait. <laughs> don't create that other 85%. Right. Don't, because, you know, we live in a world now to where you can say source or alleged and you could put out people believe anything. It. You could put out anything. So this sucks because what if this is like the kid who went to Florida, who the girl said this and that, and that ended up being wrong. Now his name's Ezekiel, his name's already been drugged through the mud, his family's name. You know, you really can't get these moments, these months, these seconds back. So I, I think it's way too harsh. And uh, of course, I don't like like Dallas, but I'm a like I'm a human being first. And I just feel like he's just, you know, getting, you know, the runaround is just it's not right. But on the other hand, he needs to get his shit together. I understand he's 21, 22. I understand he's young, but I just seems but it just seems like he continues to put himself in these situations to where I'm like, yo, maybe he needs that tough love, you know? And for me, like, where's a big homie? Where's a big brother? Like, where's your father? You don't have a cousin? Like, you don't have, like, I know for a fact, like, if I was to continue to go down a particular line, my pop would check me. He would be like, mm -hmm. yo, get your ass in line. My day ones, my best friends would check me. So agreed, I agreed. question who he has in his corner. Agreed. Do you have yes men who just want to get paid? Or do you have people who truly care about you? Let me ask you, and Marcus, uh, suspension, uh, do you agree with suspension or, or, or at all? Or is maybe a couple games okay? Or is six games fair to you? Uh, honestly, I don't know much about what, I mean, I know he's got accused of the de uh, domestic violence. Uh, from what I've seen of the incident, there's a lot of question on the intent on both sides. Uh, I've heard things that, you know, she's like Mario was saying that she's just using this for leverage mm. and that, you know, the, that, uh, I, I saw some posts talking about, you know, she sent a message saying, Oh, they'll believe me over you because I'm a white girl, blah, 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 things like that. 
And, you know, kind of to, to echo Demario's sentiment, I think he needs better people in his corner, definitely. Because this type of thing shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't have even gotten to this point where he was mixing these type of situations, especially at such a young age in the NFL. Like, he's, like this is his second year. So this is going to follow from Fred's career, regardless of the outcome. Right, right. I mean, we haven't, we haven't forgot about Big Ben. We haven't forgot about Kobe. We haven't forgot about any of these people. That's like, true. He's, he's going to be a megastar in the NFL, so this is going to follow him. No, I mean, I absolutely, absolutely agree with you guys. I think that one of the things that DeMar just hit on and to piggyback off of that is that he's kind of, he's, he's in a few different situations. And <clears throat> I think yeah, six games, yeah, it's six, well, six games is not, is, is, I think it could be too far-fetched. I would, four games, okay, you're not Tom Brady. You didn't openly have, you know, text messages and things like that. And, you know, you kind of not accused of anything. But here's my stance. I, I agree with a suspension. I think some kind of suspension is warranted. Maybe to help him get his act together, and here's here's my the disappointing part about this is that Jerry Jones. Let's go through the list here. First of all, last year sometime he's in Seattle with a preseason game. He gets caught. Uh, supposedly reported he visited a marijuana shop in Seattle. It's you know small possessions are legal there. Okay, so he doesn't buy anything from there. It's just the fact that he's seen there. Jerry Jones says this. He says, "Well, I think that in it of itself, the reason we are talking about it is in a way." Uh, it is in a way a part of the learning process, right? But it is not good. It's just not good. It's not good. That's one time that he said that what seeks actions is is not good. Fine, that's fine, Jerry Jones. Let's talk about uh, February here, and this is kind of piggybacking off of what he did with you know what Mar- Demario says about surrounding himself, you know, around people and people checking them, right? Your homeboy gets arrested. At a bar, attempting to, to bring a firearm into a bar at Ohio. So he's, you know, he went to Ohio State. Yeah, I remember this one. I remember so this one. that's February. This is the off season, right? So it's like, okay, and, and I don't get it. You probably didn't know it, whether you knew or not. You know, it wasn't your fault. Uh, the police didn't question him. He wasn't really involved with no arrest or anything like that. Okay, fine. But then comes March, St. Patrick's Day parade. He pulls down a woman's top, captured on camera. Jerry Jones says it wouldn't be the right emphasis one way or the other to get into any communications or dialogue since that happened. He also said this, there is not much that I want to say other than the fact that it was unfortunate and not good. Again, Jerry Jones is saying not good. (laughs) So my point is here that, you know, beyond that, and by the way, he has a misdemeanor that he's appealing because he got caught speeding at 100 miles per hour in a 70 hour uh, mile per hour zone. That's, you know, that's a little thing there too. So. There's so, there's a little background to Ezekiel Elliott, and this is why like I support a suspension for him. And if there's nobody in his life, and Jerry Jones is on on record saying he doesn't think Zeke would get suspended, so it seemed like the Dallas Cowboys. And, and I saw something out in the open that the Dallas Cowboys want you know th- that they recommended Dallas to take take action first, take action before the NFL got to him. And guess what? Jerry Jones said, "No, it's okay. I think he'll be all right." And they shoot him with six games. So I fully support suspension. Whether they appeal it and it comes through as four games or two games, I still I, I wouldn't be upset at all. But I feel like a suspension is warranted, uh, just based on the fact that looking at this history, maybe yeah, he needs to get something together, man. I, I mean, he just needs and like I, I mean, I'm not one of those kind of people to say uh, like obviously. I mean, he's a grown man and all that kind of you know good he's stuff. He's still a young guy. But yeah, he's still a young guy. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like. Where are your parents? I mean, I mean, he's 22 years old, and at 22, hell, I'm 30, and I still go to my pop for things. Right. And I'm, you know, and I'm 30. And I mean, I still, you know, I mean, like my dad is like my mentor. You know, he's like my best friend. So with that, I'm like, damn, dude. Like, you mean like you don't have? Uh, I mean, and I'm looking up right now, and he has his father in his life. 
He has his mother in his life. He has a good upbringing. His, you know, mother and I mean, I'm looking up pictures right now. So now, I, you know, I begin to question what are his parents' motives? Because mm-hmm. like the other night I was talking to a girlfriend of mine about Chris Brown. And I was saying, what's wrong with Chris Brown's situation is that he has a lot of yes men in his corner. And he became rich at a very young age. And his mother's relationship with him is similar to like business because she's getting money from him and his mother knows okay cool if i tell chris to get his shit together and to do this and to do that he might cut me off so people are just like let it burn down let it burn down much like bobby brown like you know at one point bobby brown was the biggest artist in the entire world like my prerogative he was killing it but hove said it best in order to be bobby then you got to be bobby now and what people don't understand is is that they're creating a monster by letting Ezekiel keep on messing up. And, you know, he pulls down the girl's top and he's doing this and he's doing that. And then pretty soon he's going to be out the league and he's going to be dead broke. And he's going to be, you know, I I don't know, man. I mean, I personally wish I could talk to the kid to snap some sense into him, but you know how that is. Right. Right, For sure. And that's, that was the thing is that there's so much that's going on with him in the background that, yeah, you're not accused of anything. And, and, and honestly, the girl might be trying to frame him, but she might be, Trying to throw his name through the mud, you know, and and things aren't true. I get that, and I respect that, but I feel that the NFL made their decision based on some of those actions that led up to it. So, whatever happened there, you know, I hope that, I hope that he, you know, he really is got his head on straight moving forward into the season. The nice part about it, and to commend him, honestly, beyond all the offseason antics, is that he was able to keep his head on straight for the season. Had a great rookie season. Led the Cowboys into a nice record there. Obviously, some things happened in the playoffs, but. I mean, you don't want to hurt your team, right? And the Cowboys, as much as I don't like them either personally, and, you know, you guys as Giants fan on this show uh, don't want to see them succeed. I mean, you have an opportunity to be a really great back and, and on a, in a big market where you could do some things and break some records. So I don't know what's important to you guys. You know, it's like go have your fun, but at the same time, kind of check yourself, understand what kind of future you have for yourself. And I don't know. I support that suspension fully. Um you know, whether or not they decide to go ahead and cut down and make it six, you know, from six to four to two, uh, give him some kind of punishment in, in the interim. Uh, I, I think the Cowboys should have stepped up, though, in the first place. And instead of Jerry Jones hanging back saying, hey, I don't think he should have been suspended. You got to check your guy, too. Maybe maybe Jerry's got to play daddy. I don't know. You feel like I mean, Jerry's like, got to play daddy? And like at the end of the day, Jerry Jones does not give zero fucks about Elliot. All he cares about is putting asses into It seems into that like seat. it is. It yeah, seems like I mean, like Jerry it, Jones hasn't cared yeah. about like because if he cared, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, because if he cared, you know, he would say something. I mean, hell, Michael Irvin was doing coke in the locker room during the nineties. Like you know, like Jerry Jones, he cares about putting asses in seats and just yeah. getting more and more money. That's all he cares to about. Quote Jerry, to quote Jerry Jones himself, he said the biggest fear of his life is being poor, and he never wants to be poor. Ezekiel Elliott is going to make him a lot of money for a lot of time. Why should he sour any relationship they have? He can let the NFL do what he do to him. And all of a sudden, he comes back to Ezekiel. Oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, we'll, we'll always take care of you here. But, you know, the rest of the league, they might fuck you over. I, I agree. I, I, 100%. 100%. It's, it's incredible. And Jerry Jones is a pimp. He knows he's a pimp. <laughs> and he's pimping the Cowboys. Yeah, but if, but that's life. That's life. And if you want to put. He's put a winning team together since the 90s. You can't hate on him. If you want to put fans in the seats, you, you got you got to have your best back on the team out there. You know, not gone for six yeah. games. So it's like, come on, man, get get, get his I act can't name, together. I mean, besides Des Bryant, who else is on Giant um, on Cowboys right now? I, I mean, can't. Prescott's Prescott's good, but he ain't he ain't filling seats. No, nah, not at all. 
a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure for him to come and you know fulfill what the loss of Zeke you know brings to the team. So yeah, there's a lot of pressure on him this season. I, I definitely agree. Uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see the appeal here. Review is, is going through. Um, you yeah, know, as of today, true. currently, uh, and you know the uh NFL they have a mediator. They'll be going through that there. And um, either way, I I, I, I support uh, a suspension through with uh Ezekiel Elliott. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, we have a great debate here. Uh, there is a cool. nice little interesting article going around, and just the way the atmosphere of the NBA. So we're going to change the gears here, talk about NBA for a little bit. Uh, the nice thing about the NBA is sh- we think we know it's a shooters league. We've got Steph Curry, we've got Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, uh, some of the greatest shooters probably ever played the game. And the interesting debate is at this current time, would you take an all-around player like Kawhi Leonard, or would you take a Kevin Durant? And I'm here just to say one, two, three, let's go, fellas. Uh, I mean, you know, we'll let uh, Mr. Demario go first. Here's the thing: I don't. I think that a lot of people think it's just like a runaway for Katie. I'm picking Katie. You know, like you know, like just for the record, I don't think people understand how much Kawhi evolved last year as a player. Like, exactly. I feel like. I remember when this got presented on ESPN and I feel like so many people were in the comments section disrespecting Kawhi. And I'm looking like, yo, this is like close, like a 98 and a 97. I mean, these players are like so, so similar. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much KD has stepped up his defense now that he's playing, obviously, in a, you know, in a better, you know, defensive team. Uh, The reason why I get KD... It's just for the fact that I feel like that he's more of a natural scorer. He, he, he can rebound better. He, he's a better passer. Like, I've noticed that with Kawhi, when the offense solely would kind of go through him, it would be very stagnant. Like, I remember when Parker went out or, uh, shit, what's the other, what's the other, uh, uh, Patty Mills. And I remember whenever, like, they would go out and, you know, Kawhi would be the primary ball handler like the offense just wasn't as fluid. It looked kind of like stale, like year one Miami when you had Braun and, you know, Wade on the wing and everybody else was kind of standing around. I feel like with KD, his his offensive game is more natural and his defense is starting to finally, like, you know, come through. And he's really, I mean, because last year he was an animal defensively. Like at one point, I'm like, yo, he really has been getting mentored by Green. Because I even remember him just, he just, he seemed like a nastier player, and I think a lot of that had to do with a lot of the scrutiny and the disrespect that he was taking when people were calling mm-hmm. him like a snake and a coward and all that kind of uh, like you know good stuff. Okay. But I, I, you know, but I personally, you know, I go with KD just for the fact that I mean, hell, he's the reigning Finals MVP. He led his team to a championship in year one. Yes, it was a stacked team. Yes, they won seventy three games. Yes, I know all of that. But at the end of the day. I mean, he did it at the highest level, and he had a nasty, 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 efficient, and you know, great all around, like uh, you know, uh, NBA Finals. Uh, and, and like, yeah, I mean, I give KD like that ninety eight, ninety nine, and I give Leonard like that ninety seven, ninety eight. I mean, they're extremely equal. I think a lot of people need to put some respect on Leonard's name uh, because he was getting bashed in like the comment section on ESPN. And I'm like, do you guys not watch basketball? Cause this dude is really fucking good. Like really, really, really good. And they're both closing the gap to the aging LeBron, like closing it. Like it's like, I mean, I feel like, and not to like, you know, harp, but I feel like 
we're living in like point guard, like actually all like in heaven, obviously. But I feel like this is like the greatest era for small forwards, like of all time. Mm. I mean, this is when you have mm. Braun, whose prime just seems like it just continues. Like he's been in his prime for like 14 years. I've like never seen some shit like that. You have Braun, you have Katie, you have Leonard, you have George, you have Haywood, you have Mello. I mean, I mean, you have, uh, I mean, Jimmy Butler with like, you know, whether he's two or three. So yeah, man. I mean, I have Katie, but it's, I mean, it's right there. Gotcha. Understood. Understood. Now, Marcus, how do you feel? How do you feel about? You're saying you're taking Kawhi, right? Because the upside. If that's that's definitely part of it, but there's this man on the planet. His name is Kawhi Leonard, and he shuts down those other two. Those that Katie and LeBron guy. Yeah, they're scared of Kawhi. Kawhi ain't scared of them. Kawhi's better than both of them already. I would take Kawhi because one, he's better defensively than both of them. I think I think Katie stepped up a lot last year. I don't give him that, but I also think he was on Golden State, and he was a cherry on the top of Golden. State. He was the cherry and the whipped cream. I'll give him both of those. That's how good he is. But he wasn't the cake on Golden State. Kawhi Leonard could be put on any team in the league right now, and I think he changes both ends of the floor drastically. I don't think you have that same statement for KD. I mean, I don't know. Kawhi's mm. Kawhi, wait, wait, Kawhi's upside. I think we just started to see Kawhi show that he's willing to put his throat on people. I think he didn't have that because he had Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, those kind of old school guys around him who knew when to put put the uh, foot on someone's throat. But I think in that game against Houston, we blocked that shot, I came back that. and drained it. That's Kawhi putting his putting his foot on someone's neck. And I think they were ready to put their his foot. I think he was ready to put his foot on Golden State's neck if he didn't go down. And I think we have a different champion if Kawhi doesn't go down. Um, you know, it, here's the thing. When people say that Kawhi like stops LeBron, like I'm gonna read a box score. Mm-hmm. LeBron was 11 for 16. He had 29, six rebounds, seven assists. Like, you know, even in that 2014 NBA Finals, LeBron shot like 60% on him. Like, I I don't get, like, when people say, like, Kawhi, stop LeBron. Like, there is no stopping LeBron. Like, let's just. I just think. Like, no, but like. I don't know, man. I think it's a psychological thing with LeBron. Look at LeBron in the fourth quarter against Kawhi against other people. But wait, I, I know, but I'm just looking. Big I, I, mean, I know, but I'm looking difference. up the 2014 NBA Finals. LeBron shot 57 percent, 52 percent from three. He put up 28, seven, eight, four, and two. But I heard people say Kawhi stopped him, and, and I mean, it's just like when Shaq played against Hakeem in the finals, and people were like, Hakeem owned Shaq. Shaq averaged 32 and 15. Like you don't let the opposing player. Or like when Amari was hanging 38 on Prime Duncan. You know, like, it's like, I don't think people understand what, like, lockdown. I mean, like, a lockdown is what LeBron did to Paul George uh, in that Eastern Conference Finals when Paul George was missing. A lockdown is what Kobe did to Rondo in the 2009, 2010 NBA Finals. Like, that's a lockdown. Like, when you really take a player, like, out of the game. Like, you know, like... Uh, Dallas, what they did to LeBron in 2011, or Tayshawn Prince when he had Kobe in 04. Like, that's a lockdown. When a player averages, when a player damn near averages 38 and 5 against you, that's not a lockdown. You just happen to win. 
You know, it just, but I do believe that next year, I don't think we'll be having this conversation. I feel like you will be having the conversation that Kawhi is better than them. And that he, because I feel like that his, every year he does something better. Because I think they're slowly, I think Kawhi is a Ferrari that like um, Popovich is scared to take all out. I agree. And I I think little by little, he's letting up on the gas and he's like, okay, okay, Tim's gone. It's time to go all in. Yeah. How do you guys, how do you guys feel about um you know, sorry how do you guys feel about Penny Hardaway calling him you know he's saying he's not a superstar because he has no interest in being the face of the league I mean nah nah that's Tim Duncan was a superstar for a decade plus exactly people don't understand like people get superstar confused I mean sorry uh, confused because they think like because Duncan wasn't doing commercials no when fans go to the like fans want to go watch Kawhi Kawhi is a hell yeah. of like I will pay money. Yeah to go see Kawhi fans will like like when Kawhi goes and plays the Clippers or the Lakers or Sacramento if I'm the Bay or you know the Warriors but their tickets are too expensive I go to the game to see Kawhi I want to see Kawhi like that's a superstar for me also another thing Kawhi's a superstar because he keeps his nose clean Kawhi's a superstar because he has a uh, you know a role model Uh, he's a good person to look up to you know, people always think like superstar. No, it's so much more. Like LeBron's a superstar. He's a role model. He's somebody who you want your children to be like. And I feel like Kawhi is in that same boat. Like he keeps his nose clean. Uh, you know, he's, you know, very respectful. He respects the game. He's he is straight up a 2.0 Tim Duncan. Like yeah. just straight up class, elegance. He goes in, he gets the job done and that's just what it is. And like, I love that. And I mean, and that's what I love about Kawhi. Cause for years I talk shit. I'm like, yo, his offense, his offense, his offense. And finally last year, I even admitted it to Chevy and everybody else. I was like, yo, he finally has matured into the player who everybody was saying he was years ago. Like, no, he wasn't that player in 2014. Like, you know, like when he had the 2014 NBA finals, uh, you know, he only averaged, uh, he averaged, uh, what was that? 17, yeah, 17 like- and six. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Here's what's funny. He averaged 17 and six in the NBA finals and he won MVP, right? LeBron yeah. averaged 18, eight and eight in 2011. It was looked at as a flop. So again, like I always say, when you're the greatest, like LeBron, one of the greatest, <laughs> you're held to a different standard. Then like, how is like, you know, how is his 17 points NBA finals MVP worthy, but this 17 isn't, you know, but now I do agree that Kawhi is in that conversation. Top five player in the league, the best, in my opinion, the best, to, you know, two like, two-way yeah. player in the league. And I don't even think that's, like, a, you know, up for debate. You know, I mean. I, I think Penny's confusing NBA superstar with a famous person. I, 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 I totally think that's, I think that's what he's saying. I think he's saying Kawhi doesn't want to be a famous person. And that's cool. But yeah. if you talk to anybody who knows basketball, you say just the name Kawhi, they know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Like, even to a casual NBA if you watch, like, any of the last rounds of the playoffs of literally the last three years, you're going to know who Kawhi Leonard is. I agree. Yep. You have to. Uh, but just because he ain't popping up in movies, oh, he's not a superstar. Penny wasn't getting that kind of run. Not at all. I totally agree. So, I mean, totally who's, he, who's he talking about? Penny was all famous off Little Penny. That's what it is. It's like, there's no little that's Kawhi, like, you who, know, and, and like, Foams. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Who's Kawhi? Like, Kawhi, because his shoe ain't popping. Kawhi ain't got a popping shoe. Is that what we talking about? Like, well, that actually is true. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they do say that. Because I'll have, I, I mean, because like every now and then I'll read something and it'll be like, oh, well, Tim Duncan wasn't a superstar like Kobe. And it's like, no, Kobe was next level superstar. We all know that. Like, there's yeah. different 
there's different yeah, there's levels. Transcending the yeah, game. yeah. I mean, like, there's different levels. It's like, but to say that, you know, Tim Duncan wasn't a super, it's like, yeah, Tim Duncan, you know, he was a guy that for a decade plus was, you know, one or oh, two, actually goodness. a decade more. Like, you know, he was one and two at his position. It just depends on, you know, him and KG, you know, we're going back and forth. But exactly. I mean, I do agree. Like people think like, oh, it's like, no, I'm talking NBA. I don't care about whose shoes are selling. I don't care. This isn't a popularity contest. I mean, but I do agree that, you know, Katie, I'm sorry, uh, like uh, what's his name? A Kawhi, you know, he definitely is, you know, a superstar. He might not be a household name. He might not be this, but anybody who watches the NBA, you don't even have to say like, you could say Kawhi or you could say, exactly. Leonard, you could say, exactly. Leonard. like, you know, you're going to know who he is. Just like when you say Kyrie, or just like when you say Steph or anything like that, like, you know, there's certain players you don't have to say. It's like Prince, Madonna. Obviously, he's not on that level, but yeah. you get what I'm saying. DeMar, exactly. with, with KD, uh, the reason why you choose KD, I mean, we know it's a shooter's league. KD can pull up absolutely from anywhere. I mean, we've seen him, yeah. you know, seven foot tall, and he's, you know, pulling up over defenders. It doesn't matter to turn mm-hmm. around. Um, you feel like that's like an advantage that he has over Kawhi right yeah, now? for me, I mean, I, that's I, an amazing. KD is the best offensive weapon out of the box ever, period. It, Here's the thing with me. I mean, and this might be a reach. I think KD is offensively probably one of the most versatile and best offensive players that we've ever. He's seven I feet agree. tall. Like, do you do you guys remember in the NBA Finals when he did that side step from the three point line and just banged out? Like he literally did like a uh, euro step yeah. and just. I've never seen that before. It's funny. I tried that in the gym. I, I just traveled. I hurt my arm again. Like. <laughs> Katie, his offensive game. Maybe him and Ante Kikungo, dude, yeah, it's, Ante dude, could do that. It's crazy. His offensive game. I remember watching him at Texas, and he just was so long and just. Yeah. And I remember thinking, pause, pause, pause. Uh, I remember thinking, wow, <laughs> this kid is really, really good. And then every single year you watch him play, you're like, yo, this dude's offensive. Katie has no offensive weakness. Like he. None. He can beat you from everywhere, and that's what scared me. And that's why it's I go so to efficiently. Say, yeah. He'll go eleven for twelve. That's and that's yeah. the problem with him 30. is that he's so efficient. And no matter what you throw at him defensively, it's just efficient. That what he's going to bring on his end. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm think I'm taking KD right now. I think that coming, I mean, especially coming off a of Finals MVP like that. I mean, what was thirty two points a game? Uh, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, he earned it. And like I, I I personally didn't like the move to go and say. Obviously, I was a Big big KD supporter in the OKC days, but I mean, you got to honor the guy. I mean, he came out and played his best basketball, defeated over oh, yeah. LeBron James. Uh, you know, passing to the torch. You know, that's a different argument for a different day. But I mean, I, I I'm gonna side with KD on this one just for now. I think yeah, you you guys are absolutely right. Tomorrow or sorry, next next year, next summer, we could be having a completely different conversation. Uh, we we need to see Kawhi in these moments. It, it just was unfortunate this summer. You know, last couple I mean, months we couldn't see him. That really that really hurt me. It that hurts really hurt a lot. We like need that to see re- him. Like that injury, it really messed it really me up. Made, like it like did. I didn't even care about the conference finals after that because it was foregone yeah. conclusion. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I feel that once we get a real nice glimpse of Kawhi, and that's the fun part about it is those two teams could, could be back again there next year. So we could have a KD versus Kawhi, and then there's a new conversation next year. You know, uh, who I'm just waiting for the Kawhi Russ super team. The Kawhi Russ super team. Oh man. Yep. Oh man. Well, I'm uh, taking Russ over here. So shout out to the MVP, baby. Oh yeah, shout man. Out. I'm shout, shout out to him, man. I, I mean, he's. I mean, he's one of my. I mean, he's one of my favorite players. I think it was like two. I picked up a pair of his shoes last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love him to death. And, and like, I mean, what I like about Russ is that. 
I mean, again, like me, I'm older now. So I look at stuff like fam. He's a family man. He's right. He's about his, his wife. He's about his parents. Like, you know, I mean, it, it's just. I mean, all BS aside, I mean, you got to respect somebody like that. You got to respect Steph, especially as an African-American, just to like go like a little politics. I love to see African-American men who are in the public eye, who are God fearing. They love their mother. They love their father. They love their wife. Like, you know, I really, really love it. I feel like that these are the, uh, you know, these are the mentors and these are the heroes that little boys and girls of color, of all colors, need to see. Like, nothing's greater for me than when I look up and I see LeBron on a commercial, you know, with his sons. Or when I see Steph out there with his daughters. Or, you know, when I see Russell's, you know, son with the meme mug and everything. Or, like, you know, <laughs> D-Rose with PJ. And, like, Melo yeah, with, you know, his son. You can go on and on. Because for years, you know, the press and the media will have you thinking that African-American fathers aren't, you know, aren't there. They're absent. Mm-hmm. They're deadbeats. They're this and that. So it's great to see a generation of all these dominant African-American you know, sports stars who are also great fathers as well. So I love that. Agreed on that one. Uh, by the way, did you guys catch that little video of uh, Mello, Katie, and Braun flew out? He flew out to New York. Dude, I was so hyped. That was. Oh, I miss hyped. basketball that got so me much. Hyped. So much, man. In the middle of <laughs> yeah, August to see that. Why Mello ain't cooking wow. like that um, on the court? <laughs> He's a Here's hoodie. Here's the thing with Mello. Here's the thing with Mello. Here's the thing with Mello. It's never been his offense. It's never been his offense. Mello is offensively gifted. Put it this way. If you ask any player in the NBA who's the the hardest player to guard, I guarantee Mello is in in the top two or three of every single person. Mello is offensively gifted. It's his defense. It's him not making anybody better around him. Like, Mello's not a leader. Uh, His defense is trash. He can barely – I mean, last year he actually had, like, a pretty solid rebounding year. But, I mean, he just was – it was all offense. He's the same amount as rebounds Bird. Actually, I think he averages more for his career than Bird. No, oh no, uh, Bird averaged ten. No, very yeah. important. Not average ten for his career. Yeah, I promise you. I promise you. But yeah, <laughs> Melo, it's never been uh, like you know, Melo, it's never been his offense. It's always been like his defense and him not making anybody around him better. That's always been my beef with Melo. Like Melo actually coming out. This is like actually a fun fact. Melo was actually, I mean, in my opinion, I think a lot of people's opinion, Melo was the rookie of the year that year. You know, like Melo yeah, was he averaged like about 20, took his team to the playoffs, yeah, took his team to the playoffs and everything. You know, I mean, Melo was doing it big. And then ever since then, I just feel like that, again, I, you know, I think that the NBA comes too easy to certain players. Like Melo kind of reminds me of like that Iverson work. Like Iverson, my favorite player of all time, but he has shitty work ethic. Like Iverson want to go to strip club. He want to fuck hoes. He want to do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Iverson, I mean, you, and you could tell because right when all of the natural ability started to fade off, like, he had no jumper. He had no defense. He had no this. He had no that. And that's why he was out the league. But then you have a guy like Kobe who was straight pure worth ethic and who, like, really, really perfected his craft every single summer, much like a LeBron, much like a Kawhi, much like a Russell. So, yeah, I mean, Hoodie Mello has been dope to watch. But, I mean, I need more from Mello, man. I need more. All right, guys. Our last conversation here for uh, this episode would be just a small conversation on just what's recently happened in uh, Charlottesville, uh, Virginia. Uh, LeBron James recently, uh, actually, uh, yesterday he had a little community event at a Cedar Point amusement park there, um, and he spoke out. You know, he's been very you know proactive in speaking out against uh, the President Trump, uh, kind of motivating the kids there. Uh, some of you know, the things he did say was, I, w- I just want to speak on it right now. I have this platform, and I'm somebody that has a voice of command. Uh, and the only way for us uh, to be able to get better as a society and us to get better as people is to love. 
uh, something that you know we've all kind of talked here inclusively about um, in, in our vision in life too. So you know, one of the things that I kind of question and I always would like to see from athletes is things like these, and it's nice LeBron's doing this. You guys remember last year in the ESPYS? Uh, what was it? Chris Paul, Wade, LeBron, and yeah. Melo. Was it Melo? I can't remember. Or CP3. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah CP3, boat, yeah. the banana boat, yeah. right? And they all stood up. And, you know, I kind of think back. I'm like, now, well, what, what kind of happened from that? Like, what what's going on? I mean, look, you do work for an employer. We Some of us work for employers. We, we have to watch, you know, our actions, our, our voice at times. I, I get that. They're voices of the NBA. Uh, they represent the NBA. Uh, other, you know, sponsorship deals, Nike, whatever. I mean, I, what do you guys think? How effective can, can they be? Because, obviously, nothing has really changed, right? Things are still happening. Because no one takes athletes seriously. Yeah. Ever. Ever. And, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm like kind of getting at with this that conversation. Boat, let's, let's take perfectly the Banana Boat Boy incident. When has that been replayed anywhere? Never. Do they play that at the start of games? Do they remind people that happened? Nope. No one cares what an athlete says. I And and it's sad, but it's true. Absolutely. I absolutely I, feel the same I, way. I, 500. Here's the thing. Like, I was playing devil's advocate, actually, with... It was either... Uh, uh, what's your boy's name? Is it Josh, Joseph, uh, Panic, Pinniac, Panic? Chris. What's his name? Shout out to Chris. Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, shout out to my boy Chris. <laughs> Fuck, I, I mean, I had his, I had his name in my. No, 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 not him. Uh, his cousin. His cousin. What's his cousin's John. name? John. John. That's who my John. boy. Damn. Shit, I feel like a terrible friend. Sorry, John. I love you. <laughs> but no, I was playing devil's advocate on his status the other day because he posted a status and he's like, "What happened to the Rage Against the Machine? What happened to this public right. enemy?" And my whole thing is, I'm like, okay, cool, but like. What difference did, did like did that song make? Like my grandma's eighty; she just made eighty this past Monday. Shout out to Granny. And I asked her. I said, Granny, I said, Granny, thank you. I said, Granny, I said, what's the difference between now and nineteen fifty? She said, We have cell phones. She's like, Nothing. Nothing's changed. Nothing ever will. She goes, Not to sound jaded, like, but I'm at the point in my life to where I've lived eighty fucking years on this earth, and I can honestly say, for every Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, let's say Obama. All this, like, look at, like, look at 2017. We had eight years of Obama, right? Eight years, mm-hmm. right? Eight fucking years. And then we get blessed with Trump. Like, are you, we just had a neo-Nazi fucking march in Charlottesville, Virginia this past weekend. A neo-Nazi march. Like, in 2017. It's 2017 right now. Like, nobody cares about what these banana boys, boys do. I mean, it's cool for LeBron to come out and for him to say it. Yeah, I absolutely. commend you. Absolutely. You're cool. That's incredible. But guess what? There's going to be another march this weekend, and there's nothing that it, you can do it, about that's it. That's my point. Like, <laughs> it's going to be six know, different marches. And, and is the NBA going to replay a statement? No. No. no they won't. They've been quiet, They don't too, care. And they've been really quiet. No, sports leagues. They, sports leagues are for money. Yeah. They're not here for politics. Like, if your team wants to do that, you, that's on you. But NBA, no, nah, we, we for everybody. Yeah. It's absolutely the NBA has been more of a progressive. I, 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 it's my favorite sport, and not not to show the bias, but I love the way the NBA handles things. They're big supporters of equality, uh, for mm-hmm. the the gay community. You know, they're big supporters. They're, they're at the Pride Parade in New York. You know, the commissioner shows up. It's awesome. It's great. And but at the same time, yeah, the NBA what, can do that, right? But what I'm saying is that you know, compared to what the NFL is, but what what are what are what's effective? You know, what's what is the point? You know, he's. LeBron tweeted, uh, hate has always existed in America. Yes, we know that. But Donald Trump just made it fashionable again. Statuses has nothing to do with us now. You know, Again, so- <laughs> it's been like that. Again, they shoot and kill little black boys right. and get off. Like, th- that's been happening. Like, this, this isn't anything. 
put it this way. This isn't like some shit. It's like, oh my God, like we live in Australia. I think they've had one mass murder in the last like 30 years, right? This isn't like we live in Australia or like when something crazy happens in Canada. This is the United States. Like people die here every fucking second of the day. Like people, like, I mean, this isn't like a big, like, you know, racism. There's crosses that are being burned. Like this is stuff that happens every single day. Like this isn't, you know, I mean, like a lot of people have said like, oh, well, Trump has brought out this and that. No, it, this has been going on. Like, this has been going on. Like, yeah, of course, he's made it, like, a, more of a national scene because we hate him that much to where we're looking. But Trump has, but I'm, I'm sorry, but this stuff has been going on. Like, these, right. so, I mean, I, I love that LeBron is speaking out. I love that, you know, all of that kind of good stuff. That's dope because he actually is making some change within his community. You know, he's putting children through school and all that other kind of good stuff. But my whole thing, I'm, I'm play like the devil's advocate, is I'm like, what change will, like, you know, what change is that? I mean, and it just sucks because, you know, we live in a world to where, unfortunately, hate goes further than love. And trust me, I fucking know that first, first, Absolutely. first, first, first hand. Like, when I say that, like, just being a part of a current scandal, like, I know that personally. The reason why is because people didn't care about this party or that party they just wanted to say hey you're a nigger and i hate you go back to africa that's all like you know like i you know i, I received those you know those like you know those death threats i received that hate i received that so that's what i'm saying like because when everything came out and when everything was cleared on my end those same races weren't flying in like hey nigger you know i'm sorry no they they just stayed mum and they looked for the next person to troll so I get what LeBron's doing. I'm all about what LeBron is doing. But unfortunately, we live in a world where it really doesn't fucking matter. Like, you know, I always tell people, protect the world around you. You know, uh, you know, cherish your mother, cherish your father, right. uh, you know, your brother, sister. Try to uplift your community. Like something like that, what we're doing right now. You got three boys of color who are doing something that we love. Like you, Marcus, like we legit, we love what we're doing. We all have our you know, our day jobs, we all have our hustles, all that kind of good stuff. But at the same time, we take time out of our day to work on podcasts, to put out articles, and to hopefully uplift and inspire somebody who is listening to us right now to do the same with their, you know, you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I just, absolutely. I just absolutely. think, yeah, like, piggyback off that, you know, like, the NBA will not stop a player from doing whatever, unlike the NFL. NFL, NFL is sensitive people. Like, NFL is harsh. Uh, so I, I applaud the NBA, but you know, they won't also, they also won't back anything like the NBA will always, the NBA always wants to be bigger than its stars. Like, I don't think they'll ever admit that, but the NBA really tries, I think hard to be bigger than any of its stars. Uh, the NFL just has that on lock way better. Cause you know, like all their players are helmets so they can censor them out even quicker, but with so much recognition in the NBA, I think NBA players have a better platform to be able to reach out to people and have that recognized, uh, rec- recognition in the public eye so i think the the message comes better from them but i think without an nba endorsement and the nba reminding people that these players are doing this and not just you know letting them freelance themselves uh, i don't think the nba can really take too much credit for what these individual players are doing that's and that's what my kind of my point is too is especially looking at the nfl protests okay michael bennett you know he wants to sit or you know whatever or is it marshawn lynch whatever these guys are doing you know the, the NFL is saying, okay, you know, you exercise your right, you know, during the national anthem, but you know, we're gonna just go ahead and continue with our games. We're gonna promote our games and promote our faces. You know, we're gonna push, you know, our our superstars. Same thing with the NBA. So yeah, I feel like until 
they get the league wide backing, then you know you'll probably see a little bit more support. But again, they're a business like we just established. It's just something yeah. that's not going to probably and half happen. these owners is clansmen they sell. Like let's be <laughs> real. Like half the dudes who were marching, those are politicians, those are doctors, those are stu those are people who you run into the bank teller, mm -hmm. the guy who works at LA Fitness. Like those are human beings. The reason why the clan put the you know um you know put the hood over their faces so they didn't let people know those are teachers those are people who are teaching the youth and you know uh like we spoke about it last night um you know uh, um some castmates and i and we were discussing how a lot of the hate mail and stuff that we receive and you look at the person's facebook or instagram or twitter and it'll be like god fearing christian mother of five uh you know it's like wow these are these are like these are hate these are people who have hate in their blood in their soul and they're teaching hate that's the like that's the sad thing about the present day america is that we're actually teaching hate like you know like we're Absolutely. inheriting like this is generational hate it's like my dad hated white people so i hate white people and my kids will hate white like that's what you know it, it, you know it's no difference than inheriting a sports team it's like cool i'm a yankee fan my dad was a yankee fan because his dad was a yankee fan yeah the same way that's passed down from generation to generation, that's mm -hmm. the way hate is passed down. And for me, it's sickening. I mean, it's I mean, like I mean, it really, really makes me sad. And that's just the way it is. Like people were people were hated before we were born. People are gonna hate while we were alive. I mean, like you know, like while we're alive, and guess what? When we're dead, our kids are gonna have the same conversations. <laughs> and it just yeah, it's very sad. The only way to get rid of racism is to never talk about it again. The only way to get rid of racism is if we do an atomic bomb on this entire world and we leave two little children to this fin for themselves and we burn every <laughs> single fucking history book and we let them start off. That's the only way. It's always going to be. Except Adam and Eve with one tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's the only We got to. We That's the only way. It sucks because, you know, you're always going to have. Uh, like the other day, I was talking to my best friend and, like, I know you got to go, Mark. This would be like the last thing I'm going to say. I was talking to my best friend the other day and I said, here's what I don't like. Chevy can post, Chevy can go online. He can go, man, I was pulled over by a cop today. And instead of somebody sympathizing with him and going, man, what happened? They're going to post, well, my cousin was pulled over last week. And he, I, who fucking cares about your cousin? This is about Chevy. Like, I feel like that for every, like, you know, for instance, like, you know, like all these Nazis and stuff, instead of just embracing and going, oh, wow, Nazis are bad people. People are bringing up, you know, Black Lives Matter. People are bringing up Rodney King. People are bringing up LeBron. Who fucking, this is not about that. Like, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't go to a media diaspora we have in our minds, man. I agree. I agree. Like, I don't go to a guy's funeral and talk about my aunt who just died. No, I'm at your funeral. <laughs> like, you know, I'm at this your is, funeral. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, like, Absolutely. Seriously, it seems like, you know, I mean, it seems like people, they want to kind of, it's like, look, Chevy, I know you got cancer, bro, but my cousin got AIDS. Who fucking cares about your cousin? It's all like, reactionary. All it reactionary. Is. It is. 100%. 100%. Oh, it like kills me absolutely i mean again you know just to kind of close the subject here is that i, I think it's great it's cool that you know the, the banana boat boys stood up i think it's cool lebron's doing this but at the end of the day like how effective is it going to be how effective is it right now what's going to change you know you know it, it, that's the thing is those some of those leagues have to kind of step up i mean you know you get the nfl doing their whole anti you know uh domestic violence campaign well remember those commercials from two seasons ago you know about you know treating partners or women with respect I remember those commercials. I mean, that was... Are half those players DV cases right now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's... 
it's just interesting how you know they're they're going to be mum on it. It's a backwards irony. Like, who's going to listen to an NFL player about like go to school, (laughs) work hard, you know, eat right, don't beat your wife, and then the next two days he's going on the field beating the shit out of his colleagues, and then six months later in the off season he's found with coke after he beat his wife. Who's going to another NFL player after that? You're the guy who was on the commercial telling me don't do anything you just said. And it's sad that that happens sometimes, but that's just reality. It and is. the fact is, it's worse. Because now we live in a social media era. Because uh, Joe Montana may have been doing all the things I'm talking about, but we he didn't could know. have the press under control. And we he could have the press under control. He pays off the New York Post. He only has to pay off five people. Ezekiel Elliott got to pay off 5,000 people at a party with camera phones. That ain't happening, partner. <laughs> it's Facts. absolutely true. Absolutely. Absolutely that's, true. I mean, that's what's that? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is views from the baseline here. We're gonna go ahead and wrap the show up. Uh we like to do shout outs at the end of every show. Uh today. Uh Marcus DeMario, any kind of guys you want to shout out there out in the, the world? Uh for me, uh I wanna shout out my castmates. Uh, you know, I've been going through some I'm going to go through some wild shit. And, uh, you know, my castmates have held me down. Also, the Baseline Times crew, you know, I've stayed in touch with a lot of people and, like, a lot of people just reached out, show love. And I just want to say thanks, you know. Uh, you know, one of my favorite quotes, in order to experience joy, you need pain. And, you know, I had a lot of pain over the last couple of months. But the joy is being able to get back on the podcast and, you know, do what I love, you know, and that's talking shit with the homies and, you know, having some fun and hopefully inspiring a generation of future podcast loving ESPN wrestling loving. By the way, I want to get on that wrestling podcast, man. I want to. Talk <laughs> oh, about, please do. You know, shout you out to, to record after this. You do another. Yeah, sir, actually, I yeah, I am. Shout out to my boy Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit. All right, pizza homie. But yeah, man, I just want to say thanks. <laughs> Ooh, I don't say that word. You know, like, well, I mean, like, you know, shout out to everybody, and uh, yeah, man, that's it for me. That's what's up, man. How about you, Marcus? I like to shout out the people who fake acting like they're going to do something about life after Charlottesville because the next Charlottesville will happen in four months and it'll be a new hashtag and then we'll move on. So shouts to those people. I'm true, man. It's facts there too, yo. Uh, yo, I just, a big, big shout out uh, to you guys, man, for joining me on the show here. I really appreciate this. Um, Yo, we're going to really have a good time, uh, you know, with this kind of new direction with a lot of our opinions here. So hopefully you guys got a nice little taste, different direction. Uh, welcome back to Mario. It's, we, you know, the guys have been definitely excited uh, to bring you back on. And we've always kind of held you down here on the show. So instead of shouting you out, we actually get to welcome you back onto the show for once. Word. Um, yeah. Shout out to everybody out there. I know that uh, we were holding it down. Visit us at Baseline Times on Twitter, BaselineTimes.com. Uh, lots of exciting things to come about. And again, views from the baseline here. We'd love to have you listen in. Give us some feedback. And we will see you all next time. Yeah, yeah. Peace.